Blog Talk Radio.
uh, many years ago, and I'll play our little anthem in the background. I like to do the anthem whenever I'm talking about the purpose of the show. All right, so brothers and sisters, uh, it started in 1987, really, when the word was out in the Dallas Forward area, actually in the, probably on the planet because, you know, this is the Bible Belt, and there was a lot of people saying that the Father's getting ready to use the black man. God is getting ready to use the black man like never before. And you kept hearing it everywhere you go. I promise you, if you was in anywhere near anybody's church, uh, you heard that word. The fathers can really use the black man. The fathers can really use the black man. The rise of the black man is coming. It's coming. Now we've always always heard some similar, but not quite that much around 1987. Well, when the, when I first heard this, I'm not going to say when I first heard, but when I remember hearing it uh, was one time at a Southwest Believers Convention. That's Kenneth Copeland. And uh, we're talking about 20,000 people in attendance. And he mentioned that word, and I mean that convention, convention erupted. We shouted, shouted, shouted. And so, I mean, whites, blacks, everybody shouted equally for this. Folks, in 19, between 1987 and 1988, I experienced what we call racism in the church. Um, I knew about racism outside of the church, but I didn't think that racism really... I wasn't that familiar with racism in the church. So, folks, watch what's about to happen here. This is serious. This is what birthed the Bosmus Stone uh, Network. Um, This is what birthed me on WCVG Radio in Cincinnati. This is what birthed thousands of conversations I've had. uh, uh, Just really some all over the world, really, in the 24 countries I've been. I've been talking about this for a long time. Since about 1990 or uh, 1991, somewhere around there. But watch what's about to happen here. Between 1987 and 1988, folks, I experienced uh, racism in the church. I found out something that a lot of our white brothers and sisters do. When they don't want you to be promoted, they'll say, God is getting ready, God is getting ready. So when in 1988 convention, same convention, 88 a year later, Kenneth Copeland gave the same word. He said, God is getting ready use the black man like never before the first is going to be last and the last is going to be first folks I did not celebrate that that year because he followed that up with something else he said black people I got something to tell you and when I tell you you're going to tear up this convention or you're going to shout mightily something along those lines but I just can't tell you right now and I still remember those words and I remember me feeling played because again I saw how a lot of whites when they don't want you to go forward they'll say God is getting ready brother God is getting ready to do so much with you Ooh, God is going to use you I can see his word in you and one day they'll even they'll even gas you up and say something like he's getting ready to uh you you may be over us one day you may be able to lead us you may be able to lead this Bible so they'll lead this company or lead this whatever it is your rightful place that you've worked hard for and the father have even promoted you for they will try to delay you by saying God is getting ready. So I went home that night at the convention, and I was brokenhearted. I was very, very sad. And by the way, this is the same year, actually, yeah, the same year I met my wife. Ironically, ain't it? Yes, it is. But I met my wife at the same convention. But when he said those words, I went home and I was very sad. And I remember asking the father 
five questions that led to some answers that led to five topics that Brother Seth, myself, talk about the most. So when I say five smooth stones, it's really these five topics that was birthed out of these five questions. So the questions I asked the Father was, and I don't remember the order, but I'm pretty sure the first one was, what is with you using the black man? Is this is something they're saying, Father, just to toy with us, just to really just to be delaying us? They don't really believe, but they're just saying this just to, or maybe they do believe it, but they, do they fear us? And so they just, they're delaying us, you know, Father, what is what you're using a black man? Then I asked the Father, what is happening in our world? Because at the same time I was hearing things, folks, about something called the New World Order, a book by the name of, a book by, the, by Eustace Ella, uh, Mullins, Eustace Mullins, named New World Order. I think, I think that's when it first came out. And I saw this book on the shelves and started reading a little bit about this New World Order. It wasn't called One World Government, and it was just called New World Order, if I remember right. And so I began to ask the Father, what is, what is going on? I'm, I also was hearing that some of the news we hear is staged, and not all the news you hear is the real news, and, and, and they'll never let us know what's going on. And, and then I heard something about some secret societies. I started hearing that. We're talking about 1980, probably six or five when I first heard that, but, I mean, I really was hearing it around this time. And so I asked the Father, what is with secret societies, and why is it a secret? And I mean, I was asking the Father, what is really going on? That was question number two. Question number three is, Father, can I understand the book of Revelation? I'm tired of these racist white males. I'm tired of going to them for the, my word. Of, I'm tired of looking looking to them as the teacher. And I really did ask that, Father. I didn't hate. I didn't hate. Brothers and sisters, those of you that see some of our topics, some of our shows, and you think, oh, they hate. No, 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 no. You got it wrong. No, I don't hate. May sound like tough love, but no, this brother and this network does not promote hate. I asked the Father, can I understand the book of Revelation? Because I found out something about our white brothers and sisters. They have a stronghold in their life, just like a lot of us have strongholds in our life. We love the Father, and he's able to use us in some areas, but in other areas we're rebellious. And y'all, just to give me talk a little faster, i got to get these co-hosts on. So I asked the Father, again, can I understand the book of Revelation uh, versus waiting on Hal Lindsey, Kenneth Copeland, uh, Kenneth Hagen, uh, Ivan Van Sert, I mean, not, not Ivan Van Sert, that's, that's a black professor, but people like uh, Pat Robinson and just a lot of white males. I was done with hearing them on certain topics especially as it relates to so-called black people in their rise of anything good about Africa, anything good about black people. I found out they have a weakness. They don't want to tell it. They don't want to tell it. So I asked the Father, can I understand the book of Revelation? That was number three. Number four, I asked the Father this question. Again, those of you that look at some of our titles or hear certain comments made by perhaps co-hosts here and there, uh, because I don't make these kind of comments, but sometimes you get brothers upset or sisters upset, not Sister Eliana, but I mean over the years people call it, and you heard something that you may consider is hate. Just know this one is what I asked the Father. Were there blacks in the Bible? I was hearing things like Christ was black, and I asked the Father, I said, Father, it doesn't matter to me what color Christ is. And at the time, brothers and sisters, I had all types of books and necklaces and everything that had Christ image on it and he was white and I had no problem with it 
That was my Lord and Savior. But I asked the Father, were there any blacks in the Bible? I thought he would just share with me some little blacks over there, sprinkle over here, sprinkle over there, and maybe some Chinese over here, over there. And I was going to share it if I, if I found it out. Last question I asked the Father was, can I see the world? I said, Father, I'm tired of being in America. These white males are uh, teaching us a certain way, and I still got that to this day. I just feel like we need to go hear somebody else other than these white people. I love white people, but we t- I'm tired of hearing my world, my experience in this life through the lens of white people. So I asked the Father, can I travel the world and get other perspectives on life, how to look at death, how to look at you, how to look at Christ, how to look at the Bible, how to look at myself, how to look at the world, how to look at just animals, anything, everything. So these are the five answers in a um, 12-word soundbite for these answers. These answers are all messages that can be preached for a whole year. But I'm going to make it as short as I can. So as far as the father using the black man, the father is not using the black man because he's black. The father does not recognize black and white. It's a social construct. It was constructed by man. Never have he referred to people based upon color. The reason why this movement in the latter day is look like and it look is looking like it's black because what the father is wanting to do and is doing, a lot of white males, a lot of white males will not is not interested in talking about it. They're not going to do it. Or a lot of black churches that swimming in white supremacy or that believe that whites do it better, or whites have it pure, or whites know God better. Anybody just, just sick with white supremacy, they're not going to teach it either. So you have a lot of black young pastors on the rise in America. Everywhere you look, there's these white young men teaching white people. And then you got the Hebrew Israelite movement, that's another topic. But folks, the father's not using the black man because he's black. He's using the black man because they're just obedient in what he's sharing. It's just that simple. It's not that they're more obedient than the white man. I can't say that because in certain areas, we are stubborn more than so-called white people, especially where it relates to money or something like that. You know, we're on a poverty mentality, a lot of us. But where it relates to so-called, so-called, so-called black liberation type of messages or anything that frees up black people, anything that talks great about black people like the Hebrew Israelite message, you're not going to hear it because there's a stronghold in the churches, especially in the Dallas Forward area. Then I asked, what's happening? Well, that's just, you could do 90 shows on what's happening. Basically, there's something called the New World Order, uh, an elite group of people that are taking control of our world under the guidance of Satan, might I add, and they're only powerful because we give them our will uh, through ignorance, okay? And so uh, and then on the flip side of the coin, there's the, the word of the Most High Yah has, be, has to be fulfilled. So you're looking at prophecy being fulfilled, you're looking at the New World Order, and you're looking at him doing the prophetic work with Israel. All people and activities in this world evolve around Israel. I know it sounds crazy, but even the stock market evolve around the ignorance that Israel operated in the blindness where they are have become a consumerist nation so while we're the seventh richest nation uh, they say if we kept money among ourselves the dollar among ourselves because of our mindset being a con- consumerist nation we we um, 
jumpstart Wall Street. That's a whole nother topic. <laughs> it's deep. That one's deep. It was on the first revelations I got. We are the reason Wall Street is what it is now. It don't spin constantly on us, but it definitely is fueled by our ignorance and our consumerist behavior. All right, and then, so, uh, number uh, as far as revelations, we talk about revelations. I don't believe America is, is a great nation. Uh, I think it's a great, wicked nation, but I think America's Babylon, that is a twist because a lot of churches don't believe that. But we definitely talk about the book of Revelation. You've heard Brother John and Elishua, other others over the many years talk about that. So we uh, definitely talk about the book of Revelation. Uh, and I asked the Father, can I understand? Oh, yes, he's shared with me a lot of things with, with regards to the book of Revelation. Blacks in the Bible. Well, the Father showed me that blacks are not just in the Bible like I thought he was going to sh- share. But the Bible pretty much is a book about black people. And where white skin do appear in the scriptures is associated with a curse or a plague, not a curse, but a plague. It is a curse too, but it's a plague. It's a recessive trait. It's something. That's, it's a breakdown of the melanin and a losing of pigmentation in the eyes, skin, hair. It's not a good thing. It actually can kill you. The sun can actually kill you. Now, there's no harm to the people. I'm just talking about skin right now. So we talk about the revelation of, of leprosy and how it proves that the people of the Bible were dark-skinned people. So that's another thing I talk about. And then the last but not least, we uh, uh, also into that would be the, the Revelation of Hebrews. So again, the five topics that come out of that is the teaching on the uh, on the revelation of, of us being Israelites, or Israelites scattered at the four corners, African American being one of the lost tribes. We also talk about the revelation of leprosy, number two. Number three, we talk about white supremacy. If I didn't mention it already, but we talk about white supremacy, that's another topic. This show you what the New World Order is using, race based upon color and this philosophy of white supremacy that's, that I promise you most of the world is, is drunk with. And that's number three. And then number four, the New World Order, we talk about that. And number five, uh, we talk about um, um, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Yah, um, which is a solution to all of this, okay? That is a solution to all of this. I said that is a solution to all of this. So, folks, Anyway, I just thank you for your time for me, allowing me to do that. I have to do it every five shows because now some of you say, oh, now I understand. All right? So let's do this. Let's go to the phone lines, get a little music here. Let's see well, who we got on the phone line here. All right. All right, brothers and sisters, again, thank you for your time tonight. And this is an open forum. I think, okay, let's go to the phone lines. We have all the way in the uh, state of Hawaii, uh, Sister Eliana Badia, the only lady in our group uh, tonight, and she's been riding with us for some time. We really appreciate Sister Eliana, what she brings, her prophetic understanding of the scriptures, her knowledge. I think Sister Eliana speaks about four or five languages. Uh, she's been to Israel. Just a lot, a lot happening with Sister Eliana, who's normally out of Mercy, California, but today she's in Hawaii. And maybe she can tell us a little bit about that. And um, we also have Minister Purcell Porsche uh, on the line. I think what we should do, because Purcell told me he had some, some things going on, let's go to Cincinnati first, always to the, to the state 
of Ohio. I still don't just bear with us. I forgot Minister Purcell said he has some things going on. I want to get him on the introduction first, and he's going to be able to be with us. Uh, but he has a lot of things going on right now. So let's go to Ohio, to the city of Cincinnati, and bring on the one and only Minister Purcell Porsche. Your line is open, brother. Go ahead and say hello to the people. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. We bring the Lord, from Salt Life Kingdom Ministries all the way in Cincinnati, Ohio, where our mission is to bring the saltiness back to the believer through rightly dividing the word of God and kingdom through kingdom principles. Again, rightly dividing the word of God through kingdom principles. Man, once again, once again, I'm excited about the Five Smooth Stones Network. I'm excited about the broadcast. I'm excited about all of you. Uh, Sister Eliana, I'm jealous. Oh, man, the possibly, possibly will be going to Hawaii next year. I don't know. We haven't made the final decision yet, but I am jealous right now. Uh, and, but uh, I know you are enjoying it. I know it's beautiful. Amen. I just, uh, and I just, uh, I also want to say on the air how much I appreciate you and your contribution. You are an awesome woman of God, yes. and I appreciate you. Uh, yes. So, without further ado, uh, yes, uh, right. I'm excited about this being the Five Smooth Stones, and we're here. Let's get it. Let's do it. All right. I All love right, you guys. There's nothing you can do about it. Say that again. I didn't mean to cut you off my bad. Say it again. I like that. No, I just said I love you guys, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's powerful. <sighs> I guess we both love that statement, brother. <laughs> that <Yep>. is a powerful <laughs> statement. You know, per se, I heard somebody say that years ago, and I never forgot that statement. But let's go back to the phone lines and bring on uh, who he's talking about, Sister Eliana, all the way in the state of uh, Hawaii, and I think in the town of Maui. Sissy Eliana, your line is open. Go ahead and say hello to the people. Aloha. <laughs> this is Aloha. Eliana. Aloha. <laughs> yes, and I am in Maui. I'm on the island of Maui, actually, in the state of Hawaii, and I'm very happy to be here. We're having a good time. We're having a, a sister's encounter, which is very powerful, the most high is doing some phenomenal, groundbreaking between us as sisters, some healing. I mean, we are having powerful sessions. Our theme for these six days is, Will Thou Be Made Whole? And the Most High is cracking down on stuff every day. And we're ending with a scripture, Isaiah 62, and it is so powerful. I mean, we are weeping. We are embracing one another. We are reconnecting through the lines of our sisterhood and our bond. We are all powerful, phenomenal women of God. Tremendous anointing, wow. uh, different callings, different giftings, but the Most High is doing a beautiful work of healing and restoration in our sisterhood. So I'm I'm really thankful to the Most High to be here. I'm thankful to be able to get on to the Five Smooth Stones. Right now, it is a little past so it's about 3.28 in the afternoon in Maui, and I know it's about okay. 8.28 in Texas. So, yeah, I'm excited, and I'm wow. so glad to be here tonight. 
Well, good good to hear from you, and I'm glad y'all having a good time as well as being empowered by that uh, that conference there. Um, sister, listen, we have a hand up, uh, uh, Brother Purcell and Sister Elena, we have a hand up, and I want to go to it. Uh, yes. So, area code 954, I don't know if you meant to have your hand up or not, but you just had your hand up. It looked like it's down now. Maybe you got tired of holding I do apologize if that's the case, but your line is open. We ask three things of you uh, as you come on the line. Your line is now open, area code 954 We ask you your name, your city, and how did you hear about this blog show? We're right ahead. Seth, is that me? That's you, brother. <laughs> You're in this weird, weird hey, area. Hey, hey, shalom, everyone. Shalom, shalom. No, shalom. Uh, the reason I ask is because I smashed my, my phone was smashed the other day, and you know when you have an app, a iPhone, it's like they make you have get an appointment, you know, to come deal with any changes or whatever. So I'm literally waiting for my phone, and I had to use one of these internet apps to call you. So I have no idea what number I'm calling for until you just said it. Oh, I see. Well, brother, welcome to the show. You're yeah. going to be a caller or co-host tonight. Yeah, I'll be co-hosting. Yeah, I I tried to catch. Well, I've been listening to you from the beginning of it. I was listening on the computer to just a few minutes ago. Okay, well, go ahead and say hello to the people, and uh, we'll get started here, brother. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, as always, it's a pleasure to be amongst the saints of the Most High, Elohim. Um, say hello, special ladies first. My sister Eliana, you know, that's like my big sister. You know, we kick. Me and Sister Anna, hey, we talk about it. Whatever it is, <laughs> if I call Sister Anna, Eliana, she got an answer for it, okay? And it's always a good answer. So I got a whole lot of well, love for Sister call, Eliana. That's, my, that's the queen. Elshua? I will. You I need am. To give me and, I, and I Okay. Yeah, I am. I saw okay. the thing on the on the Facebook. Yeah, I will. And and uh, definitely hello to my brother Purcell. Uh, people... Um, may not be aware of it, and they may think that me and Purcell just know each other in passing, but I've actually lived in Purcell's home. I'm originally from Texas, and I visited Ohio a few years back, and Purcell hosted me, and I can tell you I have never seen such a gracious host. Anything that I needed, the man was there. I needed assistance for anything to get anywhere, get back. He was there. That is a wonderful brother. Um, when he says the word love, his walking in it is very authentic. So um, much love wow. to Brother Purcell. Y'all know I got love for Brother Seth. Me and Seth go way, way back. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I remember well, when Seth first started. was one of the original, and everybody, he was one of the original people. Uh, I started this blog, and I probably did, probably I don't know, 100 shows solo. But then eventually I started inviting Brother John and Brother Elishua and, and Victor to Victorious and I Am Epic and a whole lot of people. Mama B, lots of people used to come on and, 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 and uh, contribute, and, and Brother Elishua was one of the main ones. As a matter of fact, our most popular show have over 9,000 listens, 9,000 listens. Brother Elishua was a part of that show. The name of it was um, How Do We Live as Israelites Today? So those of you that's listening to us right now, you want a, a good show, go check out that one. Just simply Google Five Swimstone Blog Talk Radio and uh, and then uh, type this, How Do We Live as Israelites Today? And you'll be able to hear Brother Elishua, Brother John, and we just, again, talk about some very 
vital thing if you have that question that is. Well, listen, everybody, LSU just allowed me to just kind of go in there and start up the show because you're probably about to start sharing again here because you may be the one spearheading on what is on your spirit right now. So allow me to just kind of jump in there if you don't mind. And I want to ask you as well as Sister Eliana and Brother uh, Purcell, uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. How to get a hold of Yellow Shield? Let's do that really quickly, please. Got to get that in. Brother Yellow Shield, how do we get a hold of you? Oh, you can contact me on Facebook. Uh, it's Elishua Israel Ellison, or just Elishua Ellison on Facebook. And as a matter of fact, I think my number's on there. So any information, anyone who wishes to contact me for any reason whatsoever, then you can contact me through there. Um, it's an open um, Facebook account, and meaning that you don't have to be a friend in order to access the information on it. <clears throat> Okay, now what I want to do, because, again, y'all, Purcell is kind of limited. He has got some things going on, so I only want him to do this, and then I want, uh, 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 well, let's just do this. Let's do something a little different. Um, Brother Ellis Shore, why don't you go ahead and share anything on your heart, and Purcell, just jump in when you can. I think that's what we said we would do. Uh, Ellis Shore, uh, uh, anything on your heart as far as something you'd like to Start off about it and probably go no more than about five minutes and, let, and then let somebody else chime in and then whoever chimes in, maybe they go no more than about five minutes. We just kind of yeah. go back and forth, okay? But well, what, what, what anything is, on your spirit? Yeah, what, what's in my what's in my vein of thoughts in the spirit? Okay, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Please forgive me. Hold on okay. a second. Somebody just put their hand up and Eric could. Now, folks, y'all have got to be patient. It was area code three two three. I never seen area code before, and then all of a sudden they're gone. But I promise you, their hand wasn't up that long. So anyway, uh, if you can hear us uh, uh, again, let me just say this: if you're online and you didn't call the phone number, and you want to get in on a conversation, please call the number nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. One more time: if you're online, you're listening, but you didn't call the number, you clicked on the link. If you want to get on action, simply call nine one four two zero five. Five five nine oh. If you're in the chat room, we're watching. We're monitoring the chat room. Go ahead and ask your question. We'll get it to one of our panelists or myself. Um, Eric code three two three. If you want to get in again, um, call back please and um, ask your question. Go ahead, brother Ellis. Sorry about that interruption, please. Yeah, no problem. Uh, and what I think is that um, even with our conversations the last three or four weeks. What's been in my spirit and what the Holy Spirit, the Ruach, has been dealing with me about is this issue of spirit and truth. And that how at one thing, they represent two schools of thought. When you're dealing with truth, you're dealing with the, that school of thought is represented by Israelites, specifically Hebrew Israelites. Because those, uh, if it's one thing you can say about Hebrew Israelites is that they are diligent to research and study the word. And even sometimes to the point to where they have made the law itself and in that attempt to keep the law, it's one thing to attempt to keep the law, but actually they have, to some degree, made the law itself an idol, just as we do sometimes and we're tempted with our pedigree in understanding that we're Israelites. And so that's on one end. You got truth on that end of the spectrum. And then on the other end of the spectrum, 
I reminisce about my days when I became born again. And speaking of, you know, me and Seth's interaction, I remember that during that time, and I forgot what some of you may not know, but I attended Oral Roberts University. And I actually attended Oral Roberts University. I don't know if Seth has forgotten this, partially in part because he urged me to do so. And um, as a matter of fact, him and, and it was a, a person, I was a personal fitness trainer, and one of my clients who was in school in their, re, in their residency to be a uh, RN uh, was telling me, you know, I think you really should check this out. And so lo and behold, you know, uh, destiny played itself out, and I ended up at ORU. <clears throat> but while I was there at ORU, um, and, and for you all who don't know what that acronym, or Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, the premier charismatic university in the United States of America, or was only one of two men, I think, in the United States of America who actually uh, began the university and also built, built and began a hospital. Um, but what I can say in that, is that I came to understand who Yah is through my hunger and thirst for wanting to become one with the Holy Spirit. And everything that I have been able to glean in my sojourn, the school of academia, through uh, the churches that I've experienced, the one central figure that has been there orchestrating everything that I'm actually conscious of is the Holy Spirit. And so when you say what's on my mind is last night, or rather early this morning, I woke up. No, yeah, this morning I woke up, and I'm in that state between half sleep and half awoke. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, they have contempt for the patriarchs, but we need the Ruach. And the fact that the Holy Spirit didn't say they have contempt for the patriarch, but we need the Holy Spirit. When he said Ruach, I understood that to be specific to us, Israel, those who come under the banner of Hebrew Israelites. Because we do have a certain degree of truth that the Holy Spirit has revealed to us that is consistent with his revealing for this present time. We are in Ezekiel. The bones are beginning to shake, and they are beginning okay. to rattle. And so okay. that's what we so the two things so the that, that you were saying. Go, go ahead. And so I would say is exactly what you were about to say is that the two things what the Holy Spirit says is that the two have to meet. And the people who are listening under the sound of my voice, and especially the people who are hosting this show, uh, Brother Purcell, Sister Eliana, I don't know if Pastor Chris is them on yet, but I can say this. And Seth, you said, this, you said this years ago, and I've held on to this and believed this because I knew this was the Holy Spirit. There is no more capable of people on the planet, and this is a consistent with God's will revealed in prophecy, to bring forth an end time, what you say, reformation and revolution, not a revival, reformation and revolution, are those who have been born again of the spirit, and most of us, our history is with the Christian church, but who have come out of that as a result of recognizing who we are as a people. So if we're walking in the promises of Israel and the promises of which he said that, that, that uh, 
those who bless Israel, I will bless. Those who curse Israel, I will curse. And I would say that that's why I made that point a few weeks ago, and I would say that we are the most vital people to Yahweh's plan at this point in time on the planet. The problem is, is many of us are not aware of it. I'll leave it there. Okay, so in a brief synopsis of what you just said, what what are your two – you said I have one other one. So what would you say the two topics No, I was saying – just, just in less no, than – No, 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 and I'm just saying it was, it was the same thing is that we have is, – is that we is that literally we have to converge the spirit and the truth. The, the, this last day, yeah. this end time movement that is, that is coming forward, in order for that to come about, us who now understand, who have come out of the – the wrappings in the, uh, of Christianity, wrappings of religion, and now have actually got into the scriptures and we have found our identity there, but we're fear-filled. Fear so that means that we have been endowed with the spirit, with gifts of the Most High, and we are the people he's waiting for. Okay. All right. So, and and, and that, because you asked me what was on my mind, what's on my heart, that's what he has been dealing with me since the first time I came back to doing this show uh, maybe four, three or four or five weeks ago. That's what he has really been putting on my heart is that, son, you got to have both spirit and truth, those who worship me. And what's so amazing, this one last point, Seth, if you remember that, that when that's that, that spoken of, the gentleman says, those who worship me must worship me in spirit and truth, the Messiah was talking to the woman at the well. And the woman at the well says, I know that you are Israel. And he said to her, he said, there will come a time when you will neither worship me upon this mountain nor in Jerusalem. But those who worship me, who seek to worship me, must worship me in spirit and truth. What my Hebrew Israelite brothers do not understand that when he spoke that, he was letting them know that when I come out the grave, you're about to go into another dispensation. But right now, you got your eyes caught up with physical things, with carnal things. That's why they wanted him to dethrone Caesar and, gotcha. and, and to kick the Roman gotcha. Empire out of out. So he was saying, hey, it's going to come a time when you're not going to worship at this temple, nor in Jerusalem. Seventy years later, gotcha. the temple was destroyed. But he said, you must worship me in spirit and in truth. Powerful, powerful. Uh, Brother Purcell, again, jump in whenever you like. Your line is open. Uh, we'll wait on you to jump in, y'all. It's just it's just going through doing some things right now. I told you a lot of co-hosts actually be working while they're doing these shows. Sister Eliana, you heard a lot. And, again, y'all, we don't have to stay on one topic, but this is a good topic. Uh, we've been kind of leaning a lot on this topic in the last, I'd say, four shows. And that's okay because, um, you know, obviously it's important. Uh, Brother Kenwin is no longer, uh, I'm not going to say he's no longer with us. He's definitely invited to still co-host with, with us. But you see how this was no uh, small matter to him. He started doing his own shows. So uh, this is something. It, it is something. Uh, whether it's the bulk of where our people at right now, I don't know. But it is because there's, it, because it raises concerns among our young people who is going to be our future leaders, I think it's worth talking about. Again, we don't have to stay on it. But, Tussie um, Eliana, you've heard a lot. We'd love to know what you think about what you heard. But that was sure so eloquently laid out. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. You know, um, our people are in a state of being reconstructed as a nation, and we are being revived. We're an, we're, we are an ancient people, and we are, you know, the Most High is reviving us and reconstructing us. And right now, we are in a state of a deficit and as it relates to the things of the Ruach, as it relates to the things of how to properly implement the law, how to properly walk with the Father, and we are in a process of learning. And so, you know, one of the things we have to be is patient with ourselves and we have to be patient with each other because one may have great revelation on one particular topic. However, another may have great revelation on another part. And what we're doing is we're splitting hairs and we're splitting up. But what we need to do is come together and hear from each other. We are so quick to teach and then to downplay because we've gotten a revelation in a certain part. We're not hearing each other. So what, you know, the Father is going to do it. It's nothing really, really have to do. We just have to be open. We have to be willing, but, you know, and we have to be willing to uh, submit to the process and the dealings of the Most High, and that's what he's doing right now. Powerful, powerful, powerful. And I would add this to what Sassiana was just saying. That's what I try to do on this network. I said, why would you invite Brother Leonard on? You know you don't believe in Christ. You know you don't believe in the New Testament. Why would you invite the brother on Brother Ted? You're just asking for a fight. The reason why I invited Brother Leonard on, number one, he had a good spirit, and he can get along with pretty much anybody. He knew how to talk to where it would be. You know, we hardly ever got to those shout matches with him. We never did, really. And he was pretty strong uh, voice like He had a strong voice like myself. But he handled himself wonderful. And that's what it's going to have to take, brothers and sisters, you know, your conviction might be your conviction. You might be excited about it, but the Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man but the end of the destruction. Uh, don't mean you're a horrible person or like that, but we all have parts of our mind and our teaching and our, um, that is laced with deception, lies, and ignorance, all of us. And so I created this network in 2011 mainly for the saints. It's for the world, too, but it's mainly for the saints because the saints was always blocking the way, you know. They were always in the way, and then later on they'd come around, and I felt like it was embarrassing. I was in Cincinnati, and I saw it firsthand, but, you know, and in Texas. But when I came from Cincinnati, I, I, I was on the conclusion that the church is just lost as far as they want to be so much in the spirit, they don't want to be in the flesh, and so they don't know a whole lot of what's going on in the flesh, and then when it's too late, they want to try to jump on the bandwagon and come to the march and come to this and come to that. It's like, you know, we had a gentleman on our show, and he had the hardest time trying to deal with us because we wasn't buying the, the, the whole philosophy that we're in the spirit. We are in the spirit. But we have this treasure and open and uh, uh, our we have this treasure, this spiritual new identity, this new man. It's in vessels on the earth. And we are responsible to be a certain way on the earth. And he, we, he just, we just couldn't agree with that, brother, Pastor Bishop Smith. That was on years ago. So, Ella, sure, you kind of started this ball rolling, and I think it's important 
brothers and sisters. Again, if you just tune into the Fossils on Network, I'm Brother Seth, and we have Sister Eliana, Eliana Batia all the way in Maui, uh, uh, Hawaii, and uh, Brother Purcell Perche is on the line. He's going to jump in when he can. Uh, we'll just stop whenever we hear his voice and let him just share. Uh, he's in Cincinnati, Ohio, and then Brother Ella Shua in Fort Worth, Texas. Tonight is open forum. And Brother Ella Shua, just to, just to finish what I was saying there, I do think we got to be very careful and very complete is the word I was looking for in how we talk about the spirit and the flesh. There is a lot of confusion. People are waking up to who we are in the spirit. They're recognizing and understanding that our fleshly identity isn't where it's at as it relates to the Most High and what he's looking for to work with. However, he did make a covenant with a man in the flesh that his fleshly seed would be blessed. Now, he also talked about his spiritual, that being a part of spiritual as well. But he talked about his natural seed. And right after that, we know about the 12 natural sons that came out of Jacob and, the, and, and who we call the Israelites, fleshly, that fought in fleshly wars and won fleshly victories. And, and they have a fleshly home called Israel that you can see with your eye. They had a fleshly king, and they got favor with other kings fleshly and later on their forefathers uh, uh rebelled and the father put them in in physical uh ships and sent them off to a physical america so we're spirit and we're natural and we've got to be able to walk that tightrope so i hope brother kenwin if you're listening and anybody else that agree with brother kenwin and just said like you know y'all tripping on this paul stuff i want y'all to understand that number one, we're still willing to entertain any conversation about it tonight, tonight here on the open forum or any shows, really, and that we love y'all, love Brother Kenwin, and uh, hopefully he's still, as far as I'm concerned, a, a, a co-host on the show. I'm, I haven't did anything to get rid of him, just so you, y'all know. I just got to address that because he's got, I listened to one of his shows, and he had, like, callers right away. <laughs> I mean, so I know a lot of people do, do agree with what, what he's talking about. So, uh, brother, uh, Sister Eliana, uh, any more feedback on that? I know you was trying to curtail that. Uh, any more feedback on that, uh, Brother Ella Shore, at this time? Actually, let's do this. Purcell, Porsche, if you can hear me, uh, and you're free, um, why don't you press 1 when you want to come on and we'll bring you on. But in the meantime, I want to go back to Ella Shore. And, Brother Ella Shore, anything else that kind of, because you haven't been on the show in a while, I'm kind of leaning on you because you haven't been. And also, Brother John is in the house, y'all, as well. He'll chime in whenever you want to. Um, uh, Brother John, just press number one, and we'll bring you on. But Ella, sure, you haven't been in, in the house for a while, so I'm kind of leaning on you tonight. Anything else on your spirit? And then I want to share some things that's definitely on my spirit. Yeah, well, uh, well thank you again, Seth, for that opportunity. I would say that what Sister Eliana said was definitely correct, and what you stated was correct. And you were asking the other thing, and I was just saying opposite with the Israel, on the, contrary to the other end, on the spirit end, it's Christianity. Because um, let me make the people understand the way I see Christianity. If you've ever read, read in the book of Matthew, Christ, Hamashiach, speaking the parables about the kingdom, he spoke a parable between about the wheat and tares. 
and how that while this 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 landowner he planted seeds and then he went away, and when he came back he rec- he realized to his dismay that there was tares, which is a weed that was planted among the wheat, <clears throat> and so they asked him, shall his then his disciples asked him they said, um, who has done this? And he said he said while and the Messiah's response was while men slept, an enemy has sowed tares among the wheat. So after that, he says that the disciples asked, he says, shall we now, shall we pull up the tares? He said, no, don't do it now. Wait until harvest time. He said, because the tares and the wheat are so identical in appearance that if you attempt to pull up the tares, separating them from the wheat before the time of harvest, you are most likely going to also pull up a lot of wheat in the process. And so to avoid that, the Mashiach told the disciples, no, that is not the time that you separated. It's at the time of harvest. And they said, well, who was the, and they said, well, okay, who sold, who sold the tariff? He said, an enemy had done it. When did he do it? He said, while men slept. Now, here's where Seth is talking about. This is what I mean by the conversion of truth and spirit, about truth and spirit. Now, what I'm about to say, a lot of Christians, Heretofore will will with me every point of the way until I'm getting to this point, and the reason I say this is because we have to we have to preach and walk what we preach. We say that we believe in the inspired word of God. Well, if that's so, then we must believe every word of it, not just the aspects that are convenient for us, but sometimes things that might have caused us to change. And he said this. He said, in the last days, he will send forth his messengers. And the King James, it says angels. You do a study word, a word study, and you come up with the word messages. And they should separate the wheat. We are literally in that process because when we go back to the, thir- to the, third, to the, um, the third century, where well, we have actually the official beginnings of a religion called Christianity. Because I always keep in mind, people, that the very people who became the custodians of Christianity and of the and of the and the messianic message of the Messiah were the very people who crucified the Messiah. Never forget that the Roman government crucified the Messiah. The Pharisees, through the Sanhedrin Council, offered up the Messiah to the Roman government, and they killed him. And then, within a hundred years, took over what we knew is what the, what history what history shows is called the Way. So. When I'm saying Christianity, so at this point, I would say this. I came up through, I became born again. I came up, became born again within the apparatus, within the culture of Christianity. Now, because I was among the wheat, I was blessed. I received a whole lot. I, I cannot look back on my life. And as far as me and my relationship with the Most High and him revealing things to me and showing me his will, I have no complaints because I have been incredibly blessed in that regard. And that started while I was in Christianity. But as I matured in my walking in my faith, I began to recognize some things about Christianity that were not vibing with the Bible. Likewise, while I was attending an academic university and the seminary part, majoring in theology and church history, I recognize that that which we call Christianity is a religious institution created and crafted by man, and it is the religious embodiment of white supremacy. That caused me great concern. 
Now, when we talk about white supremacy, when I was at ORU, I didn't know white supremacy, the ins and outs and the nuances that I'm aware of now. And that's when I was literally on that journey telling what, what the most high began with Seth. And then Seth told me the story he told you all last week, a week before, about this big giant. I remember me and Seth literally sitting up in his apartment, and he was telling me about this. And when he told me, I immediately got it. And right from that day forward, the whole, this philosophical, ideological, geopolitical power called white supremacy, it's the most powerful thing on the earth. It is the embodiment of the beast. So I didn't intend to go there, Seth. I just started talking great. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're fine. You're good. You done? Yeah. But it is the embodiment. It's the embodiment of the beast. So when Seth talks about white supremacy, you have to understand that you're dealing with Satan embodying himself within the world system. And then that's why come you have these Israelites, they have a problem because they're looking at the world system. And what they're doing is they're looking at the folly and the folly of previous Christian ministry, and they're attacking that. But at the same time, they don't know themselves that they've made idols as well and what they believe. And that's why I come, I said that with people who have an understanding, like I was talking with this brother, it's amazing that you said this. I had put up a post, and on the post, I had made a comment. No, I, I alluded to the fact spirit and truth. And this brother who was an Israelite, he said, you cannot find, and I, and I said that the kingdom of God is within you. And he said, you cannot find that in the scriptures anywhere, man. Why would you say that, man? That's false teaching. Now, I didn't get contentious with him. I, I didn't get belligerent. I just plainly went to my concordance, pulled up the scripture, and posted it to him and let him know those were actually the words of the Messiah. When he said that you, the, the kingdom of come does not come with observation. You should not go here and there. I think you can go find there. He said, but it's within you. And this is why I, come, I am against Christian politicals who believe that we have to build a physical kingdom of God on planet Earth. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. He don't need you to build nothing. He already owns it all. No, he said the kingdom of God is within you. And well, if we go oh, back on the day of Pentecost. Let's do this. Only out of respect mm-hmm. for Sister Eliana, all the way in Maui. I just want her to chime in every once in a while. I did say go on. I did say that to you. But I want her to, because I just thought about some things. You said quite a few things she might want to comment on. If she don't, you can just continue. But Sister Eliana, Elisha has the mic. I'm going to let him just kind of flow a little bit. But did you have anything that, you can, that you're gleaning from? Are you in any comments or concerns about what you're hearing? Uh, nothing about what I'm hearing. I, I'm I'm. I'm a pretty much 100% in full agreement with everything that Ellen Stewart says, mostly. But I do want to tip you guys good news. And the good news is that uh, recently the, the Most High prompted me to move my uh, ministry under the apostolic covering of a very powerful ministry in Merced. The ministry is called For Life Center. The apostle is Rudy Sanchez, a very good friend of mine. And that occurred last week. It is a Sunday ministry. However, uh, as I come aboard, board is part of their five-fold ministry apostolic, um, uh, part of their leadership team, leadership in that ministry. 
I will be, you know, we, I will be rewriting. I won't be called Beth Shalom Mashiach. I'm renaming that ministry under the auspices of the Ruach. I would love input. It's the first name is going to start with For Life, but then after that, whatever the ministry name that we're going to be launching forward. I'm very excited about that. A lot of release has come in uh, my life, my family, as a result of that lateral move. But the one of the things that he said in the in, in the um, blessing of me coming on as a daughter of Zion, they are so excited. They're looking forward to me being able to share and to go forth and to teach their ministry. But he said she is a leader of leaders, and I had never heard that term. And so I just want to share that good news. So I will be uh, eventually in a few months, uh, just like I do my Friday Night Lives, there will be on Friday nights, but they'll have a new name. But stay tuned. And that's good news that I really wanted to share. This is a powerful move. We're going to take the Central Valley, and we're going to – and then the other thing is that um, Isaiah 58, I believe, 6 through 10, uh, the Messiah has had me on a very long three-month fast, and then the Messiah gave revelation. It is to set the captives free and to set at liberty those that are bruised. So that is exactly what is going to be happening in the Central Valley And that is the mercy seat. The city I live in is called Merced, and Merced is the mercy seat. And from there, the Mosai is going to launch a floodgate of deliverance, and it's going to flow throughout all of California and catch a blaze state to state. So I'm excited. I'm at the very beginning of something extremely powerful that the Mosai himself has orchestrated. So I'm excited, guys. Well, that's great news. That's great news, and keep us posted on that. Uh, keep us posted on that, Cecilia, because um, we need that voice on the West Coast. That's uh, one of the reasons, one not all the reasons, but one of the reasons I do the show at 11 o'clock is for the West Coast people. But also I have my grandson, and if I did it earlier, y'all hear a whole lot of noise, so that's why I can't do 8 o'clock shows on Sunday. But uh, Ella Shua, uh again, Cecilia, please keep us posted on that, please, because it does sound like the father, just the way it all worked out, what you were sharing, and I'm sure there's more to share on that you're going to do with us in the future, you're going to give us in the future. But uh, anyway, folks, again, uh, we, you've tuned into the Five Swiss Song Network. Tonight is open for them. We're not stuck on any one thing. We don't have to be stuck with any one thing. LSU is sharing some concerns. I think that's very vital. And like I said earlier, it's so vital. We actually have a co-host to, I think, uh, possibly he may be may have left us Maybe not. Maybe Brother Ken will come back. He may just be on a sabbatical. You never know. But he did start his own show, and, and there's no small thing about the Israelites uh, that are out here, uh, Hebrew Israelites, and I really can't call them that because we're Hebrew Israelites ourselves. But I mean the young people that you look, that you that you are hearing that are going to these churches and protesting at these churches, and a lot of them are doing some things that are very unwise and, and, and really giving the movement a black eye. What movement, Brother Seth? What movement are you talking about? Well, the Father's going throughout the earth resurrecting, I believe, a remnant. Uh, he's resurrecting Israel, but he's uh, 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 in the knowledge of Israel among all people. People are finding out, believe me, especially in Israel. Uh, they're finding out who are the real Jews of, this, of, the, of the Bible genetically speaking, and also there is equally a movement uh, teaching about the spiritual Jew and uh, and, uh, 
there is some confusion about the two, um, uh, the relevance of the two. Some people want to glory in the flesh. Other people want to glory in the spirit. Some people want to ignore the flesh and just, just talk about the spirit. And yet um, the Father has a work for us to do in the flesh as Israelites awoke. So we are definitely in the flesh still. Once you're dead, brothers and sisters, then you're dead. You, everything is spiritual. But when you're in this life, you have to got to live your life in such a way to be a light unto your neighbor, and especially Israelites or Jews, uh, uh, African Americans, uh, which is one of the lost tribes, and, and other scattered tribes. We are called to be a light to the Gentiles. End of story. So we better be armed with love. We better be armed with truth. What Elishua is saying has to be ironed out before we can reach anybody. Before we can reach anybody, uh, you know, there's a saying that said, people don't care what you know till they know that you care. One more time. People don't care what you know until they know that you care. So, number one, we better love people. And I said it, I said it before a couple of weeks ago on the show. I rather people know we love them than to know um, than to know what we're what we're talking about, because they'll forget what we're talking about. If it's not in love, people just hear you. I rather for them to know we love them than to hear us is what I'm saying. I rather for them to know that Sister Eliana, Brother Elishua, Brother Purcell really genuinely care about me. They 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 really really are trying to. Re- I rather them know that than it really hear what we're saying because I'm finding out people hear you and they'll blow it off. They hear you and they'll blow it off. But if something about love or something about your mama or something about your daddy talking to you, you tend to hold on to it a lot sooner. Uh, you seem to not let their words hit the ground when you know that they care, and that's what. This Five Thought Network is all about having on co-hosts and hosts that not just know the word, but really, really care for people. And that's what we're trying to do. So, Ella Shore, I want to put the mic back in your hand. But before you do, I want to share something. Sister Eliana, it's just good to know that the Father is working with you there in mercy. I just want to say... Um, uh, yes, I want to touch something, too. Go, go right here, Purcell. Go right here. Jump right in. I want to I want to touch that uh, we are the light of the world thing. You know that's that's interesting that that has come up because uh, Seth and I were actually talking about that earlier this morning, and um, that's really my heartbeat. You know, I heard a songwriter say one time, "Let my life tell the story." And you all know my foundation scripture for the ministry that God has called me to is Matthew chapter 5, verse number 13. Ye are the salt of the earth, and if the salt loses favor, wherewith shall it be salted? It also goes on to say that we are the light of the world. So Seth touched on that. We are the light of the world. Um, that is a weighty, weighty, weighty responsibility. Oh, yeah. We are the light of the world. In other words, we're the example that in the earth that the earth is yearning for or we're supposed to be. So 
that is a weighty, weighty responsibility. Um, when we think about that, however, I thought about today. If we're the light of the world, does that mean that we're the light of the world just in our biblical knowledge? Are we the light in the light of the world just in how we treat people? Are we the light of the world just in how we talk to people? No, we are the light of the world, supposedly, in every area of our lives, our marriages, um, our parenting. Wow. Um, our children should, should, should honor us for real. Um, uh, not sure. our, but our children should honor us. Our, uh, we should be um, probably or considered to be one of the best employees if we're an employee. Um, if we're a business owner, we should be a business owner full of integrity. So um, if we're a doctor, this is an interesting comment. Listen to this. Now, this is a sidebar. One of my favorite people was Zig Ziglar. So I used to listen to Zig Ziglar's teaching religiously. Zig Ziglar admonished us not to receive service from a overweight doctor. He said, you should not have an overweight doctor. Now, why do you think he said that? Now, my, my take on it is his witness. His witness is, is, is ruined. If he is an overweight doctor, how is it that he's going to teach me to manage my weight? And he's an overweight doctor. So how is it that I'm going to teach you how to walk in prosperity or how to walk in the spirit of God? And I don't even acquiesce to the spirit of God. I don't even lend an ear. How is it that I'm going to admonish you to read, read your, your Bible consistently and I don't read my Bible consistently. I heard somebody say, it's some preachers, pastors, who don't read their Bible. The only time they read their Bible is to get a message for Sunday morning service. See, so when you look at it from that, from that lens, you see that we have a greater responsibility as a believer than just going to church, clapping our hands, lifting up praise and giving our offering. We have a greater responsibility and we never look at the whole matter. The Bible said a wise man considereth the whole matter. So we have to consider as a believer, we have to consider the whole person because we have a whole responsibility to a whole society that knows not the Christ that we speak of. Amen. So that's my take. Powerful, powerful, powerful. 
And awesome. I really that was I, so, I, oh, I just wanted to say that, Purcell, that was powerful. I oh I love that. I totally hundred percent, two thousand percent agree with you on that because that is how we should live. Our whole being is in worship to the Father and how we walk, how we live, how we interact, it should be the same in public and in private when we are with people and when we are alone before the presence of the Most High. Totally agree with you on that. Well said. Yes, yes, yes. And You know, people think that we're all that deep. It really isn't no different. You know, I tell people you still got to live right. We still have to. It all goes back to the basics. And I was talking to Arlene the other day, my wife, brothers and sisters, and uh, I was telling her most of our problems, me and her, has to do, Brother Elishua and Brother Minister Purcell, Sister Eliana, has to do with us getting away from the basics. Yes, I'm guilty of getting so deep that I get away from the basics. You know, you just, you pretty much can walk up to somebody and say, hey, you a believer? Yeah, I'm a believer. Oh, yeah, man, I believe in the Father. You read your Bible every day or every other day because sometimes we chew on what we read and it's me. And I always say every other day. You read your Bible at least every other day. Do you have quiet time with the Father? In other words, is there like at least 15 minutes a day where you don't say nothing? You just devote just this quiet time for the Father. All right. Do you share your faith? Are you so excited about what you're doing that you can't help but to share your faith? You don't have to share it every day. I'm not going to put, even though you definitely should if you're excited about the Father, but just just let's just go kind of carnal Christian. Just Let's just kind of go not even on fire. I'm just trying to show something. Of course I'm not encouraging this. I'm just saying, do you share your faith sometime? If somebody said, man, I don't know what I'm doing, just, you know, this S-H-I-T is rough, man. They're going to complain. Do you say anything? If you just ask basic, basic question to most believers, the answer is going to be no. Is there any wonder their lives is, is trouble? Paul say be given to fasting the scripture. I got to quit saying Paul because folks hating on Paul. But I have to say it right. The scripture says be given to fasting. Ask people when the last time you fast. I guarantee you the no is going to be the answer to most of that. And we wonder, I don't know about this God. No, he don't know about you. We all have escaped from the base. And then me and all look up and we having issues. Or this person here having issues. Or our neighbors having issues. Or our co-hosts is having issues. It's the basics, man. It ain't the deep stuff. It ain't the deep stuff. I'm talking about what I'm trying to tell Brother uh, Kenwin, and not picking on him or nothing like that, but he, he was bringing up the topic, and I was saying, this is not where the bulk of the people live. People ain't worried about whether or not the Israelites are gathering outside of church. People have escaped from the basics. Basic. Do you, do you sing and make melody in your heart to the Father? No. Not really. I'll put on gospel music. You have to be careful putting on gospel music because it's kind of lazy. You can get lazy with that. Do you sing and make melody in your heart? 
Well, yeah, if I put on the music, but no, not somebody else singing. Do you make melody? Have you ever made a melody, and it's just for you and the Father? Well, not really. So this life does not shock me. That's why I can't give up on the most high-watching folk, because folk are hard-headed. And Purcell, you're right. Celiano is right. And, uh, Ella, should we come back to you? Because we lean on you um, again, because you had not been on. That's why I keep coming to you. But anybody want to open up with a, a new uh, a discussion like Cecilia gave that announced that's totally in line. And any one of the calls have anything else on their heart, please speak up. Otherwise, I'm going to go to Ella Shue here next. But I just think, Purcell, what you just said is just nit-gritty stuff. I look at my, my life, y'all, and, yeah, I had this little network, and I get a chance to share and all, and I do some other things. And But, y'all, I, I sometimes don't feel, and, again, we're not going to put ourselves in condemnation because in Christ we stand blameless and accepted. We're accepted in the beloved, and I rest in that, and I walk boldly to the throne room. But in my flesh on the earth where I am to be a witness, as Purcell was saying, I'm ashamed. I ain't going to lie. I'm ashamed. You know, young people I struggle with. I love them. I know they're our future, but I have a hard time with them. I mean, it's like any and everything that brain damnation they're addicted to. You know, I'm tired of having arguments with people over weed, young people, well, and all these states. So we got all of our young people seem like every single one of them seem like I ask is high. I get high all the time. And I think it's us older generation allowing, you know, I don't want to get off on that too deep, but I'm just saying it's not just that. There's a lot of things about our young people. I'm like, Lord, help me. I cannot deal with these folks. I work at a place, and we have a lot of young people, and they all come in with blankets, and they're on their phones. They don't want to work. And it's mainly so-called black people, Asians, Indians. Everybody come in with work ethic and end up ruling over them, and it just drives your brother crazy. So this is one of my thorns. So if you ask those young people, that guy over there, he do blogs, you know, how much love do you feel from him? They may say, that guy right there, they might, some of them do like me. But a few of them will say, I don't know about him. He kind of be looking at me cockeyed. <laughs> I'm just confessing my faults, brothers and sisters. So keep me in your prayer. So in that regards, I'm a, I'm a hypocrite. I, I'm not a very good weakness. There's no light from me to them in that regards. You see what I mean? So it's back to the basics, reading your Bible every day, talking, spending quiet time with the Father. You know, meditating on these young people where you can think of nothing but the just think about that somebody's baby. And, and, and I do do better once I do that. Think about how, where they're at and why they do what they do and what they're looking at and why they're turning to being high in the first place in the world we created and why they don't want to deal with reality and blah, 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 strip clubs and, you know, Gang bang and all the stuff they're doing. <laughs> anybody feel me on that? I kind of ramble a little bit there, but anybody? Again, this is open forum, brothers and sisters. Well, brother Seth, yeah, I, if I, I can jump in here, if I if I may, what you just stated and the the dilemma of our young people. Hold on, LSU. Oh hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, LSU. There's a hand went up, but I want you to finish because out of respect for you. Erico 682-465, please forgive me. I just now saw your hand. When I was talking, I closed my eyes. I was just, that just, y'all don't know, that is my thorn right now. Uh, so, LSU, go ahead. Please be cognizant of the fact we have a hand up, and we'll come to them after you. Go ahead, brother. 
Okay, I'm going to say this briefly so we can get to the hands. But this is, and I wanted to go back to what we was talking about, but when you said that, here's the thing. Bible says, one of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. A part of the reason why a lot of people, and I said this many years ago, you said it, I saw it, many people saw this, that there was going to come a time where we were going to be dealing with what we're dealing with today, and Christianity was not going to be able to be the vehicle to get these people over. See, that's the problem. We talk about these people, but these people feel like they have been, they have been fed a bunch of lies. And in actuality, they have. They have been given the traditions of man taught as the commandments of God. And I, a person who have literally, since the time that I became born again, have been on fire for the most high. I, 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 when I'm talking with people, I, I engage the scriptures. I, I give the, it's just like when we talk about the spirit. He said, what, you go there and tear you, tear you into the upper, tear you until you receive power. What was the power for? It was exactly for what Brother Purcell said is to be witnesses. What I'm amazed at is on this line alone, I guarantee you the average year of people who have been born again on this line alone is an average of 30 years. And if you go back to Hebrews, when it talks about the elementary, the fundamental doctrines of the faith, he said, literally, that's where we're at. He said, but this is the time when you should be teachers. But we have need that one teach us the elementary doctrines of the faith. What can I say? It's like believers are so caught up into me, 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 me. That they forgot that's the very reason for your existence is to be it bring glory to the most high and your reason for being born again, the reason you have the Holy Spirit is that you can be a witness of the kingdom. Those are the fundamental you have to be I wanna say forgive me, but just understand that there's a prophetic thread that comes out when we start addressing these issues. And sometimes it's like Literally, you said, Purcell says something. He says that that waits to see the whole big picture. And we've been so caught up in this little corner over here that we don't understand there is a world out there of people who have not heard the truth, who have not who have not heard the gospel of the kingdom. Yes, they've heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, the salvation, but they have not heard the gospel of the kingdom of God. And God came to build the kingdom all through the Bible from Genesis 1 to the last book in Revelation. It's talking about a kingdom. And the book okay, of Daniel talks this. about this great kingdom. Okay. Let's do this, LSU, because I can tell you, you know, you're building there. And I want you to talk about when we come back from this caller exactly what are you saying. Like, what do they need to hear that they haven't heard? Uh, they heard the gospel of Christ. Now the gospel of the kingdom. You need to hear more of this when we come back. Okay, you mind? Okay. All right. No problem. Well, come to the phone again. Uh, call you in hearing this dialogue. Please be patient with us, okay? And again, anybody else on the phone line with a question or comment, now be a time to jump in while we're on this little while we're taking this caller. So, call we ask of you three things now: name, city, and how did you hear about us? Your line is now open. Area code six eight two four six five. Go right ahead. Yes, uh, this is uh, Brother 
Apostle Malachi from uh, Fort Worth, Texas, Milestone Israelites. Um, Welcome. How did you hear about us? Uh, of course, I heard about you from uh, social media. Uh, uh, I heard about you from social media, and uh, I follow your page. So uh, okay. I enjoy, enjoy the topic and things of that nature. It's very interesting and educational. Wow. And Go I ahead, like, the, uh, like the people that you have on as well that give good insight. Um, Thank you. Uh, shalom, everybody. Peace to everybody. You uh, said something okay. really interesting. You said something really interesting to me, uh, Brother Seth. Uh, that's one thing that I try to, you know, practice and, and teach in my ministry is uh, I teach I teach the basics, and I teach that we need to master the basics. And the basics is uh, teaching the kingdom of, of Elohim or the kingdom of God. Uh, but the basics also is that they got to repent to access the kingdom of God. And I just taught a lesson uh, last Shabbat about has the kingdom of Elohim come? Question, yes and no. Uh, but we do need to master the basics. Repent in the name of Hamashiach, Yahawashah, be baptized in his name. And um, I think we need to get back to prayer as well. That's one thing that I heavily push in my ministry. Uh, I tell everybody at 7 p.m., wherever you are, just pray. We need to pray because the first church, they, they did more praying than talking. And from that prayer, uh, the prayer meeting, uh, came a word from the Ruha Kodesh, uh, the Holy Spirit. Uh, I believe revival starts with prayer and uh, praying on one accord, of course. And we need to master the basics, you know, keep keep the commandments and follow the faith of Amashiach. Uh, I can care less if the earth is round or flat. Uh, I teach people, let's focus on salvational issues. And uh, But we need to master the basics. And that's just what I, I like when you brought that out, Brother Seth. And, uh, yes, we do need to teach the kingdom. I teach the kingdom, but Yahawashah said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, but they got to repent and they got to know what they repent from. They don't know what sin is. They don't know what they repent from. And if they don't repent, they don't, they won't accept the kingdom. So they can't get the kingdom unless they first repent. They got to know what sin is. And um, I just wanted to uh, comment on those issues right there. Thank well, thank you. you, Pastor Malachi. It's always good to hear your voice, brother. Thank you. Uh, anybody yes, got like any feedback on Pastor Malachi? Oh, Cecilia, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Absolutely. All righty. Yeah, so I, you know, I find it refreshing because uh, Malachi does post on my uh, from Civil Rights page, which is really good because a lot of people follow that and they get a chance to be exposed to the teaching. Um uh, Seth, you are a co-administrator uh, uh, on that uh, up from civil as well, and so that that message that um, Brother Malachi is is teaching, which is basic, and I to- I teach it as well. You know, I teach that um, I don't care if you are Hebrew Israelite, I don't care if you're Jewish, it doesn't matter. You must be born again. 
You know, there's no such thing as I'm going to find another way to the most high. He has an order. You know, I have some powerful brothers here in, in my life right now in Merced. The Messiah has just really surrounded me with some powerful men of God. And the, the, the key is foundation. The key is there is order. And we have to do things. You know, the Messiah established the way. And we can't, there is no other way than the way that has already been laid down. And it doesn't matter if that we discover that we're Hebrew and right. The reason why we are where we are is because we did not follow the, the plan in the first place. And, and, and so now that we are coming to understand this, there is no magic way. There is no other way. There is only one Yah. We call him Yah. People call him God. You know, um, under my former covering with my brother, Bishop Charles Warren, got all God's Children's Ministry and National Fellowship. One of the things I always taught was, you know, here, when we teach, you're going to hear him called Jesus. You're going to hear him called Yeshua, Yeshu, Yahweh Shai. But it doesn't matter. We don't, we do not quarrel with the shepherd concerning his sheep because we know we're still learning. But the, the foundation is you must be born again by water and the Ruach. You must be born again. Once they're born again, then they need to get planted in a house. That's another problem. They need to be planted in the house of the Messiah. They need to be under teaching. They need to hear the word. The word is the only thing. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Messiah. And they have to. That's the only way. Prayer, fasting, you know, getting out and witnessing, meditating on the word. They got to know the word. That's the only way that they're going to be sustained is the word. Not music, not programs, not events. They need to be uh, eating the word of God. They need to be taught. And they need to, and some people just need a basic how to sit yourself down and sit under some teaching. Take those cell phones, you know, have a policy of if you're a ministry leader, you know, let them know, hey, cell phones in this basket, you can pick them up after the meeting. People are so distracted. But the first things first, once, they're, once they understand that they need to be born again, they also need to be baptized. Baptism is very important as well. These are foundational. These are crucial things that need to happen. We can't get away from those things. These are the things that the Most High established. These are the things that are in order, and these are the things that we must do. And we must teach the people so they can come into proper relationship before the Father. And so Amen. that is the goal. That's the that, that is the challenge, you know. But no, it's not a challenge. That's the call. The call Absolutely. is not for us to be a one-day wonder, but it's for us to make disciples, and we have to raise up sheep. And they start out as lambs, so that's a long-term commitment. So that's what we have to do in these days. We are those end-time shepherds. And it's on our watch, and it's our responsibility. Wherever we are in the vineyard of our Father, we need to be doing that kingdom work. Amen, Sister Eliana. Amen. 
Amen. And Pastor Malachi, thank you for bringing that up, by the way. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, he's one of our long-listened-to uh, listeners, and so I appreciate him bringing it up. And, Pastor, and uh, 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 Minister Purcell, you see what you call there, getting to the basics. So all this is good, LSU. Start this ball uh, 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 rolling, uh, again, talking about spirit, natural, uh, being the need to to do, the, the, to decipher the difference and how it's needed and all the things he was saying, I can't do it justice. But, folks, again, you've tuned into the Five Swings on Network. You hear what we're doing. It's open forum, and you're hearing from LSU tonight. You're hearing from Sister Eliana and the Minister Purcell, Purcell Porsche. And that's Purcell with two L's. <laughs> that brother, funny. He wants his name spare right. Okay, I missed that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks, listen, I want to take a little short break. And this song was uh, really, uh, yeah, LSU has something to do with this song, y'all. He actually brought it back to my mind. He's going to appreciate this. But, folks, we'll be right back. i got got to reboot my computer. Y'all know how it seems like during the middle of the show I always have to. LSU, are you there? LSU? Yes, I'm here. I just keep my phone on. I just keep my phone on me when I'm not talking. That, that's a good thing. That's a good thing to do. Well, you're going to appreciate this little song if we take a little short break. All right, you okay with a break, brother? Sure, sure, most definitely. All right, Sister Eliana and Brother uh, Purcell, you okay with the break, right? Yeah, we're good. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Uh, again, you've tuned to the Fossil Zone Network. I'm Brother Seth, and we're just hitting here uh, on open uh, forum, open discussion. Folks, we are still uh, asking the question, what's on your spirit, what's on your heart, and we will entertain it uh, tonight. Uh, we will not only just entertain it, but we will try our best to seek the wisdom of the Most High Yah with regards to that matter. All right? Again, I want to just go ahead and take the break, uh, and uh, we'll be right back, folks.
And tell you what, folks, can't get no better than that. <laughs> Let me go to Ella Shure because I remember me used to mention that song a long time ago, and I pulled it up to see what it was all about. Ella Shure, your line is open. What do you think of that song? You remember talking about that song on the show years ago? Yes, I do. I was there when that song was performed at the Zusa in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at the Maybe Center. Maybe Center. That is a yeah. That's a that's a very very powerful song, sung by a very anointed sister Yolanda Adams, and it, it actually while you were playing it is is for me it's not just reminiscent. Whenever I hear that song, the spirit is present. And it made me think about something that a, a person that I encountered when I was at ORU, a man by the name of Miles Monroe. And Miles Monroe is deceased now. And Miles Monroe brought a revolutionary message, and that was years ago. And people are just now embracing it. And that is the nature of a prophet. A prophet will speak things beforehand that people are not aware of. And many times if people are not in the spirit, they will but he said this, and I agree with him, and, and I have to take you to this as a result of this conversation we've had. If you read the Gospels, all four of them, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you read them from the first verse to the last verse, you will find that Yahawashat HaMashiach, the one they call Jesus the Christ, taught on salvation one time because his whole message of the kingdom was a part of the salvation. I also tell people, even your salvation is not an act of your will or any preacher's will. The preacher serves the purpose of preaching faith so that you might believe. But the act itself, what did he tell Nicodemus that one time he preached on salvation? Nicodemus came to him by night because he was a person of political stature, and he didn't want to get on the wrong side of the government. So he sought the Messiah by night, and this was the question he asked him. He said, how must I enter the kingdom? And Yahweh responded, you must be born again. Of the spirit, you must be, not be, must be born again. Not just of the, of the flesh, but of the spirit. Not of the will of man, but of the will of Yahweh. Those were his words. And so everything that we've been talking about from the last three episodes of Blog Talk has been oriented around that particular thing because guess what? Until a person is born again, they can't even see the kingdom of God. Those are the words of Yahweh, of the Messiah. So the fact of the matter is, is that what's crazy, though, is that for this generation, we're going to have to drop the church paradigm because it's not going to work. I'm sorry. You can, call, you can talk to me 20 years later from now, and we can have the same conversation. And you will see that this is true, that that church paradigm, which was never a part of the kingdom of the Most High, when I speak of the church paradigm, I'm not talking about the, li- the lively stones, the spiritual house built up for which we are. I'm talking about the narrative that we attend churches on Sunday and on Wednesday. And we go and we hear a teaching, and that is basically the, the whole of our, of, of, our, of our belief system. No, that's not going to work. Because like I said, as I was alluding to earlier, 
The name of Yah has been taken in vain. And we're dealing with a people that won't even hear you. If you have a conversation with them and they tell you and you tell them that they're Christians, immediately they start throwing up walls. Not because of what you've done, but because of what Christianity has done. And they, and, they, and they automatically associate the scriptures with Christianity. So when you're talking about Christianity, they think you're talking about the Bible. So because they reject Christianity, they reject the Bible. There's a lot of people who said that you mentioned these young people who are out there smoking weed and what have you. It will be shocked for many of you. That's why it says that when we get into the kingdom, we're going to be shocked to find out who's there. Many of them people are born again. Black Sister Eliana told me uh, uh, some time back, these people are waiting to hear the truth. And when the house is swept clean and nothing comes in to fulfill the house, it says that the spirit, that evil spirit goes and brings seven other spirits so that the state of that man, the worst state is worse than the beginning of it. So, yes, it's definitely got to be relying upon the spirit. But I say it again. Christ and deep salvation, because salvation is nothing but the door opening up into the kingdom. We got a full kingdom that we can access, the full kingdom. That's like coming to America and sitting there when you get your papers and they said, okay, you've been approved when you go for your citizenship, and then just stopping right there. There's so much more, and there's so much more that people need to know. He did not preach the gospel of salvation. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. And the kingdom of God is a, is, a, is a narrative that began with what we call the Old Testament. And that's why a lot of Hebrews reject our message. Because we want to, and that's what, the, that's what the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He says, Christianity hates the patriarchs. He said, but Israel needs the spirit. He says, but we're caught into a paradigm of doing things according to Christianity Nah, it's not going to work. It's going to fail. And that's why churches are drying up. The numbers are diminishing. The money is starting to diminishing. And all of this false doctrine is being exposed. Because what we consider the church is about to, is about to shrivel up like a raisin in the sun. Seth, what you're doing is one of the most revolutionary words to get the message across. Because this is what they're in tune to. This is what they're listening to. They're on their cell phones. They're on their computers. They don't turn on TBN. They don't turn on Daystar. But if you put a message on YouTube that sparks their interest, they'll listen to it. They'll listen to what you have to say. And that's really where I was trying to go back, and I was trying to take you through the scriptures to show everyone that that's what Israel was called to all along. In Exodus 19.6, it says that you are called as a holy nation, a kingdom of priests. Priests are those who stand between God and man, reconciling man back unto God. That's the work of a true apostleship. Because what did Paul say? We are, all, we are ambassadors of Christ. He wasn't talking about the whole body. No, he was talking about the leadership, those who have been called to the fivefold. We have been called to be ambassadors of a kingdom, not of a religion. So when I talk to people and I encounter people, and they got questions about this issue, that questions about that, I have no problem engaging these people because when they finish talking to me, they're not going to walk away with the perception that I'm religious. They're going to walk away with the reality that, wait a minute, this is not what I thought. This is not what I heard in my, in my mama and daddy's church. No, this is revolutionary. Okay. This is the kingdom of God. This is the kingdom okay. of, kingdom I, of I God. Want you to... Well, last point, said, real quick. 
Kingdom of God does not expect disrespect your salvation. Kingdom of God impacts your it, it impacts your economy. It impacts your, polit- your, your your political views. Everything that we do, we are citizens of the kingdom, and we are supposed to reflect that in our witness, not the citizens of a religion called Christianity where we preach only salvation. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Sister Eliana, uh, any any comments on what you've heard, and then and, uh, then Purcell. Yes, I I love that because you know what that is exactly how I live. Everywhere I go, you know. As a matter of fact, let me just tell you really quickly. I have a neighbor, and um, this is the neighbor L, and that's all I'm gonna say. The, it's my female neighbor. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, later, oh, oh, I oh yes, I do. Talk to her. I, I, I said, you know what? Hey, I said, I, I want to know if you would come to worship with me. And she said, I don't believe in organized religion. And she began to go there with all that. And then she looked at me and said, I'm a heathen. I said, oh, my God. That's wonderful. <laughs> I said, you know, I love heathen. And when she said, what? I said, I love heathen. And I said, guess what? The most high, my Yah, loves heathen too. I said, so I would like to find out if you'd like to get to know him. And she looked at me like, what? I said, I'm not talking to you about church. I'm not talking to you about religion. I'm talking about a relationship that you seem to be lacking with the most high. I said, I perceive you have a sickness in your body. I said, and how are you going to get that healed? Well, I'm going to my doctor's taking a lot of medication. I said, has it worked? No. I said, well, I can introduce you to the creator of your body, and he can address that issue, and you can be healed. And she looked at me. She said, huh? I said, don't worry about it. This is not the last time that I'm going to approach you on this subject. I said, I've been sent to you to bring you out of darkness into this marvelous light. And she looked at me like, I ain't never heard nobody like you. Well, that's because I'm not coming mm. to you mm. religious doctrine. I'm coming to you about salvation, deliverance. I'm talking to you about healing. I'm talking about introducing you to your maker. I'm not trying to give you a three-point sermon, a program that's destined to fail. I'm talking about your soul is thirsty and hungry, and you are you are emaciated. You are starving to death because your soul has not been fed. Your spirit is shriveling up. You are out of touch. You're out of the will of the Father. But I can introduce you to a beautiful relationship that's lasting. No matter what house of worship you're in, you're still part of the kingdom. She looked at me. She said, keep talking to me. I said, I will. And so it's not for me, it's not about trying man back to do God. something, about trying to get somebody in by a Wednesday night or a Tuesday service. Discipleship is a long, it's a lifelong project. It's a lifelong commitment. And so I'm committed, and I do believe she is going to have an encounter with the Most High. Yes, 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 yes. Reconcile man back unto Yah. Yes. Let me do this, uh, 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 brother. Uh, 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 Ella, show. Hold on one second. 
Sister Eliana, that was powerful. And uh, after hearing that was sure, that's, I think that's the practical side. He just gave the um, doctrinal side, if I can use that word, and you gave the practicalness of that. That was the kingdom at hand. That was good. Uh, Brother Purcell Porche, hop in whenever you want. I know you're in the middle of doing some things. Hop in whenever you want. I'm not going to call you. I just hop in whenever you want. We are wrapping up the show. I do want to thank everybody for tuning into the Five Smithstone Network tonight. Uh, again, we have Cecilia and Badia all the way in Maui, Hawaii. LSU in Fort Worth, Texas, and Purcell Porsche in the state of Ohio in the city of Cincinnati. If you want to get in on the action, we are we will take maybe another question. Uh, so uh, just press one, and we'll get you on as soon as we can. I've enjoyed this. I think it's very much needed. Uh, it's a lot of Bible talk. It's a lot of church talk, but. You know, a lot of our people, that's where they are. We're very spiritual people, and a lot of our people do have concerns about what uh, Brother Elishua was saying. Uh, I wanted to just kind of, Sister Eliana, I think she, okay, all right, we may have just, okay, hold on. All right, Sister Eliana, she's back. All right, Sister Eliana, I see you back. Uh, But everybody, I just want to just remind everybody that uh, before we go off, and I forget to say this, we are going to be uh, having a program on Sunday night. Sunday nights is when I, uh, Brother Seth, found the Fossils on Network. I'm going over a book I'm writing right now. Um, won't go into it right now just to say that it's talking about the most powerful system in our world outside of the kingdom of Yah, and that is white supremacy. There's only one one giant that can that can topple the giant of white supremacy, and it's what Sister Eliana and Brother Elishua um, 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 has been talking about. That's the kingdom of Yah. His his word, his looking at things his way, his standards is the only thing to topple a standard that's without that's within the earth that's controlling money, uh, literally that's controlling the Wall Street. You know, uh, uh, just white males redefining how we look at money, how we look at the market, until so much so we have a stock market that's just strictly based upon their perception of life and and how money can be literally um, just money. We can literally, let me just say it like this. You can go into a coffee shop, brother and sister, with a laptop. This is just to explain what's going on Sunday nights real quick. You can go into a um, coffee shop with a laptop, create a company, uh, create some some supporters, list yourself on Wall Street, and start. It just depends on how you do it uh, to market that. And if you get enough people interested, your company becomes valuable. And if you just do it the right way, your company becomes even more valuable. You could be listening on Wall Street and literally be wealth out of thin air. That is the power of America. That is the power of white supremacy, redefining. And so when somebody coming on like Muammar Gaddafi and want to back money with gold, you wind up dead like Muammar Gaddafi. So... This system is serious, where these people are literally creating money 
from thin air. They call it the fiat system. So not only do they redefine the economics of the world, they redefine beauty, they redefine um, what's a nation uh, developed. They tag worlds, they redefine worlds, they redefine nations. You're developed, you're not developed. They create big muscles, the World Health Organization, the UN, and they pimp those agencies to, it's serious. It's called white supremacy. A people created out of a social construct of whiteness, literally controlling the world. So like I said before, LSU keeps alluding to it, but I'll say it on the show tonight. Folks, if you're not locked into the kingdom of the Most High Yah, you're really not. You're worldly. If you're worldly, you're practicing sooner or later white supremacy. <laughs> you're either in the kingdom and you're going directly opposing it. You know, when they say beauty is this, you're saying beauty is what the fathers say. When they say a nation is this, third world, you know, uh, Donald Trump say another SHIT whole nation, and you define that nation based upon what the fathers say. And when they talk about Christ being a white image and they rename him Jesus, and you, or you come along and you def, define the same Messiah based upon what the fathers say. I mean, when they talk about so-called African Americans and they got name form Negroes, African American, and you come along and you redefine it based upon what the fathers say, that is the only standard against white supremacy. If you don't have that, you're practicing. Because they're dominating the world. And they don't have to be in your country, uh, those of you listening uh, all over the world, because we found out we have at least 30 countries that listen. Folks, you don't have to be in America to be suffering from this. All you got to do is turn on the TV. All you got to do is turn on the radio. And you, if you listen long enough, you will begin to act out this foolishness, this idolatry, this, this, this religion, I call it in my book. That's on Sunday nights. Then on Monday nights, my goodness, we talk about current events from a biblical perspective. As Israelites, you can't miss current events where we have the full panel. Sunday nights is pretty much myself sharing. People will come on. Um, but Monday nights is definitely the panel uh, talking about current events. And you see what tonight is about. Thursdays are open forum. We're completely open. If you listen to the show, I just got a message that you have to call the show quickly, 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 because we are wrapping up like in minutes. Folks, I've enjoyed it. I hope you see the value of what we talked about. We talked about the basics. LSU started the ball rolling, talking about the kingdom. You heard him talking about the kingdom of Yah versus Christianity. You heard him talk about the difference. In Christianity. Uh, again, folks, if you want to continue listening, you got 60 seconds. Call us, 914-205-5590. If you're listening online and you didn't call the number, you have to call the number in order to keep listening. If you're on the phone lines, don't do anything. I see you phone lines uh, with people. Do not move uh, because you won't be able to call back. Again, if you're listening online, call 914-205-5590. But we have enjoyed the show tonight with Purcell Porsche, uh, and, um, and Purcell, your line is open. Uh, uh, I see your back. Your line is open. For some reason, I had it closed, I think, because I had to call you back, but your line definitely is open. Um, uh, Susie Eliana, it's not in mercy tonight. She's in uh, Maui, Hawaii, enjoying a very good conference and her sisters. And we thank her for taking out the time to uh, join us. And then Ella Shaw, 
uh, all the way in Fort Worth, again, sharing with us tonight some uh, very key truths, and we appreciate his contribution tonight. We hadn't heard from him, and that's why I let him kind of lead out. I hope that wasn't an issue, but I think everybody really enjoyed you, Ella Shua. Um, I want to give final words from everybody. We're going to wrap up the show, folks. You know, we're trying to do uh, two-hour shows these days. But uh, I do want to mention something, Purcell and I, because uh, I haven't commented, I don't think, that much tonight. But I want to mention something Purcell and I talk about a lot over the years, not lately, and that is football. How does football retire into what you've heard tonight, Brother Seth? You've talked to, you've heard Cecilia Eliana talking about getting back to the basics and baptism and, and talking about um, sharing your faith and you, uh, of course, um, and we talked about being the light of the world. And How does all this tie into football? Purcell and I got this thing when we look at football, especially youth football, we used to be youth coaches. We get off on, I shouldn't say get off, but we get a kick out of watching coaches be basic. Purcell really gets, he really just goes off on it. He really likes to see coaches when the uniforms are neat, standing in the line, kids being mannerable, uh, running routes exactly as they're supposed to, even if the ball is is thrown over their head. He still like to see the proper route running. He and his thing is, and he really wants to talk about this more than I do. That if you have, <laughs> if you pay attention to the basics, the elementary, the winning will come. That's his thing. And so when we coach football, that was his thing. You know, a lot of coaches they like the talented players. Not Purcell. Purcell liked the talented players, but he would always talk about the Bill Belichicks of the world and not committing fouls and not committing penalties and not, uh, as Bill Belichick say, we the New England Patriots ain't going to beat ourselves. You're going to have to beat us. We ain't going to beat ourselves. So New England Patriots for years led the league in less penalties. They always ran their routes and they just, just attention to the basic, protecting the quarterback and not mouthing with the officials. and So I wanted to just talk about that just a little bit before I go and get everybody's final. Purcell is right. It's the basics that really win games. It is not the talented uh, 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 kids that can just do it all because oftentimes they're not disciplined. They run to penalties. So what does this have to do with the world set and the kingdom and Christianity? Folks, we've got to return back to the basics. It's not about who can operate in the gifts of the spirit, who understands spiritual warfare, warfare, or even the revelations such as the Israelites and all that. It's about the basics like Sister Eliana was talking about earlier and others. We've got to get back to praying, uh, as Apostle Malachi said. We've got to get back to meditating on the scriptures, just quietly meditating on the scriptures. And here's a good one. Just go somewhere, steal away as Christ used to do, and just be quiet. Hear, just hear. Don't ask the Father for nothing. Just go somewhere and just be still, be quiet. That's something that I used to do it a lot, and I tell you, you can hear a whole lot. Ella should have mentioned, mentioned something quickly. I don't know if y'all heard this, but he said in between sleep and consciousness. My wife know that when I'm waking up, that's a very sensitive time. Twinkie Clark, I think Karen, I used to talk to Karen Clark. I don't know if she told me this or not, but Karen Clark and I used to be friends, and she used to talk about her her sister getting these inspirations to write. 
And I think Twinkie slept with a notepad to where when she was waking up and she'd get those inspirations, either in the middle of the night or waking up between conscious and unconscious, she'd write these songs. She is one of the most prolific songwriters of our time, just like Andre Crouch. But there's something about that rim between sleep and when you're first waking up. Be very aware of that as far as hearing the voice of the Father as well. So, again, be aware of that. Uh, spending quiet time with the Father, reading the scriptures. We're talking about back to the basics, folks. And uh, seek to love. The Bible tells us to, to, to really try to get along uh, 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 with our brothers and sisters. Try to find ways to love people. I'm telling you, that's going to be the most powerful thing as far as reaching others. You've got to. they got to. Like I said earlier, people don't care what you know until they know how much you care. So back to the basics, everybody. It's not about the deep stuff, okay? There's a lot of saints that didn't know we was Israel, and they live and they have far more fruit than many of us that know a lot of these key revelations of our time. So back to the basics would be the title. This, uh, we had a title for this open forum. we got to return back to the basics. Now, like Elishua said, it's about a kingdom. Be very careful, brothers and sisters, that we pr- we promote this uh, this wonderful experience we have as a kingdom experience and not just uh, preaching about Christ. It's bigger than Christ. Christ is the door. But once you walk into the door, as LSU was saying, it's a kingdom. Just like he come to the United States and he was saying, you know, you just don't get your, your papers. you got a whole kingdom called the United States. Uh, let's go to the phone lines and get finals. Um, all right. LSU, I don't see him. I think he dropped his thing he dropped. Oh, so let's go to uh, Sister Eliana Badga. Sister Eliana, are you there? I'm, uh, yes, Sister Eliana, are you I'm there? I'm here. Yes, All sir. right, Sister, let's get your final. My final on today? Yes. Oh, okay. You know, I think this was one of the best programs, uh, topics that we've had. I mean, it was very full. It was rich. I believe that the Most High was honored greatly by what we had to say. And I also want to say I'm very honored as well to be one of the only females on the Five Smooth Stone Network. It really is a tremendous honor to me uh, because the Father has elevated me into a position of honor, and I really give him all the praise. Well, sister, you deserve it. I mean, I'm not the father, but I can just, based upon what I see as mere, a mere man, you you have a lot to offer, my sister, and I think you are humble in and, and ways, and I just feel like you, I'm just glad to see what the father's doing with you and keep us posted, as I've said. Um, Brother Purcell, if you can hear me, I, I know you was in the middle of doing something. And, again, folks, we have these co-hosts come on. They literally be doing jobs and their work and so uh, I know Brother John have even done deals with us in the background and so just know that when we're busy people and uh, they like to see Eliana in the middle of a, a vacation uh, and, and even though she's at a conference she thought about us and calling us all the way from out. That means a lot to see Eliana. We really appreciate it you tonight. Just know that, okay? Absolutely, Seth. It's my my pleasure and a great honor. Thank you. Appreciate your sister again. Uh, Brother Purcell Purcell, Purcell, and again, that's with two L's. <laughs> two L's. <laughs> Brother, go ahead and give us your final for tonight, please. All right, all right, all right. I'm with uh, Sister Eliana there. Um, yeah, I believe this was a very powerful session. 
Um, I think they all are. However, like she said, this one is very impactful, um, um, very, very weighty, I think. Uh, and I just want, I, I too, I too am honored to be a part of the Five Smooth Stones Network. Um, I think we are going and literally going into all the world. <clears throat> which is which is biblical and it's awesome, and I'm grateful to be a part of that. And uh, Sister Eliana, again, I want to give you kudos. Um, I think you have such a sweet spirit, and I also believe that you are a kingdom powerhouse. You are a kingdom powerhouse, and I'm honored to share the microphone with you and share the platform with you as well as all the other guests that we have on, uh, Brother Elishua and uh, John and uh, the other ones, uh, Pastor Chris. Um, so uh, we are, again, sign- we are signing off from um, Absolutely. Yes, yes, sir. Purcell, just know this, brother. Know I want to say this right quick. Let me let me say this right, right quick. Uh, I I have to touch talking about about the football thing. Oh, Man, okay, look, yeah. you came down, you came down my street. My baby started leaping <laughs> because I'm telling you what, you cannot beat the fundamental. That is the one thing that I've said. Like Seth will tell you for years, you cannot beat the fundamentals. I don't care what you do. I don't care how talented your squad is. If you uh, dismiss the fundamentals, you will find yourself playing catch-up. And um, it is, it is, it's important, like uh, has also been said, um, that we stick to the basics as it relates to the gospel. You know, um, the gospel truth, with the gospel truth, all this other stuff is fluff. Let's stick with the gospel truth um, and keep our focus on souls and winning souls and just being a light, you know, to a dying world. So um, let's let's bring the saltiness back. Let's bring the saltiness back. Um, and again, uh, I love you guys, and there's not a thing you can do about it. Mouth. <laughs> Well, Priscilla, I appreciate you, brother. Just know that. Appreciate the gift you bring. So glad I invited you to be close. You've done your part and more and really represented the kingdom, speaking of the kingdom, brother. All right? So appreciate you, brother. And that was Priscilla Porsche all the way in Cincinnati, Bye. Ohio. Y'all, y'all, go ahead, Priscilla. What were you just saying? You uh, kind of cut your stats just at the end. There. What were you saying? Likewise. All right. Well, that's Priscilla Poche again in Cincinnati, Ohio. Brother, uh, uh, our brother, Ella Shure, dropped. And you know what happened? You drop it at, at this time of day. You can't call back. So uh, we really, really appreciated what he had to offer tonight. May, you know, I, was, may I just say really quickly that Ella Shure texted in to the group chat and said that uh, his daughter, Christina, hung up the phone by accident. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Well, anyway, just let him know, Sister Eliana, we really appreciate his gift tonight. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up, Sister Eliana. Y'all continue to have fun there in Maui and, and, and spiritual fun as well. 
Okay. <laughs> Tell your sisters I said hello. Aloha. Say aloha, ladies. Aloha. aloha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Aloha. Okay. Y'all have a good night. Blessings and shalom. All right. Shalom. I guess I should say a, a evening because it's it's, it's 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 still early there. But folks, this last song is pretty interesting. Okay, young folks will get a kick out of this. Uh, featuring Anthony Evans. Uh, but uh, y'all check it out. All right. Like Purcell said, I love every single single one of you. I guess we should I should say we love every single one of you. And there is nothing you can do about it. Remember Sunday night, Sunday night, eleven o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, we're back up. Bosma Stone, Brother Seth, and myself will be sharing about the new religion of white supremacy that's controlling our world. And then Monday, for sure, we'll be having um, the Hebrews in the house, the panel in the house, discussing current events, giving a biblical perspective on current events. Good night. If this life has anything to gain at all, I'll count a loss if I can't hear you. Feel you, cause I need you Can't walk this earth alone I recognize I'm not my own So before I fall, I need to hear you Feel you, as I live to make my boast in you alone With every breath I take, with every heartbeat Sunrise or the moonlight in a dark street Every glance, every dance, every note of a song It's all a gift undeserved that I shouldn't have known Every day that I lie, every moment I covet I'm deserving to die, I'm just earning your judgment Ah, without the cross there's only condemnation If Jesus wasn't executed, there's no celebration So in times that are good, in times that are bad For any times that I've had it all, I will be glad And I will boast in the cross, I'll boast in my pain I will boast in the sunshine, boast in his rain What's my life if it's not praising you? Another dollar in my bank account, a vain pursuit I do, not count my life as any value or precious at all Let me finish my race, let me answer been obligated to give us life if we fought for our rights we'd be in hell tonight mere sinners owe nothing but a fierce hand we never loved him we pushed away his fierce hands i rejected his love grace kindness and mercy dying of thirst yet willing to die thirsty eternally worthy how could i live for less Patiently you turn my heart away from selfishness I volunteer for your sanctifying surgery I know the Spirit's purging me of everything that's hurting me Remove the veil from my darkened eyes So now every morning I open your word and see the sunrise I hope in nothing, boast in nothing, only in your suffering I live to show you glory, dying to tell your story